He's here, said my partner Nina, as we waited online at the theater snack concession. Who? I asked. The guy who looks like you, she said. Where? There, to the left, near that orange poster on the wall. He's talking to that lady in the blue dress. It was a warm June night, and Nina and I were inside the lobby of our local theater company in Mill Valley, California, where we lived. I turned around, looked over to the left of the lobby, and saw the guy who looks like me. Tall, thin, in his 70s, he was smartly dressed in a tan sports jacket and a red tie. I was wearing a brown sports jacket and a yellow tie. Except for the colors, our choice of attire was the same. It was a small, intimate theater at the rear of a parking area on a tree-lined street, and we were looking forward to seeing the new production of August Wilson's Fences. The play would begin shortly, and we would be taking our usual seats in row G of the middle section. I had seen this guy here twice before, and he did indeed look exactly like me. The resemblance was remarkable. You would think we were identical twins. Go say hello, Nina urged, as we sat at a small table sipping our drinks. No thanks, I replied. It was creepy enough just to see him. Why would I want to talk to him? I was turned off by his bad posture, misaligned nose, and balding head. He had all my physical attributes. It was hard for me to look in his direction and see what I actually look like in the world. And I was reminded of the Twilight Zone episode where this woman's double comes from another dimension to follow her around and eventually replace her. Six months later, we went to see the monthly Mill Valley Philharmonic performance at a church in downtown Mill Valley. I was searching for our seats in the left-hand section when Nina turned to me and said, He's here. Who, I asked. The guy who looks like you, she said, and pointed to the right. Where? Right-hand section, third row near the aisle. I turned to the right And sure enough, there he was, sitting next to two middle-aged men and having an animated discussion. When the concert started, I couldn't focus on Ernst Bacon's Symphony No. 2. I kept looking at him. He was wearing a brown knit sweater, and he was slumped in his seat with my lousy posture. I wanted to yell at him to sit up straight. Intermission came, and Nina turned to me with an annoyed look on her face and said, Why are you making such a big deal out of this? Just go over and introduce yourself. Okay, I said, and got up from my seat. I felt trepidation. What if he has my voice and sounds like me, too? I pushed aside my apprehension as I walked down the aisle and approached him. He was standing in the aisle and talking to those two men. I walked up behind him, noticed he was exactly my height, tapped him on the shoulder, and he turned around to face me. Excuse me, I said. I'd like to introduce myself. 
My name is Mort, and my partner Nina thinks that we look alike. I know, he said, I'm Mark, and my friends have been looking at you too. It was really weird that his name was Mark. I'd been called Mark my whole life by people who couldn't remember the name Mort. As I looked into his face, I saw my eyes, dark brown, warm, and friendly. I immediately felt comfortable, and all my apprehension melted away. We spoke for a minute, and I noticed that his voice had a smoky quality similar to mine. Let's meet for lunch sometime, I suggested. I'd like that, he said with a smile. We can email each other to arrange it. We traded email addresses, the end of intermission bell sounded, and I returned to my seat. How was that for you, Nina asked with intense curiosity and touched my arm. Very strange. We're the same height. He has my brown eyes and our voices are similar. I liked him. We're going to meet for lunch sometime. I emailed to arrange lunch with him and suggested bringing along some old photos to see if we looked alike in the past. He welcomed the idea and also thought it would be fun to dress the same for our meeting. We agreed to each wear a casual white shirt and jeans. Our lunch day arrived and my apprehension came back. What would it be like to have lunch with my mirror image? I wondered as I headed over to the small coffee shop where we planned to meet. It was 20 minutes from my house and I had eaten there many times over the years. I thought of different possibilities for trading places with him. I could send him to visit with my family over the holidays. Then I wouldn't have to deal with them. I walked into the busy, noisy coffee shop and immediately smelled burgers on the grill. The dozen tables were mostly filled up, and I saw him on the right, sitting in a red booth by a window that overlooked the garden. I went over... And when I said hello, he stood up to shake my hand. It was a weak, loose, non-committal handshake. I must say that this feels very strange, I shared, as we sat down and I looked into his eyes. I noticed how perfectly we had matched our clothes and continued, I mean, we do look exactly alike. He nodded. It's strange for me, too. And he slumped in his seat, with caved-in posture. I'm just curious, what size shoe do you wear? I asked. 11E, he said. I'm 9.5D. It was a relief that at least something was different. Did you bring your photos? he asked. Just then, a waiter appeared in a black t-shirt and black pants. He looked at me, looked at Mark, did a double-take, and then tried to hide his surprise. What can I get you? He asked. I looked at the menu. I'll have a planet burger with lettuce and tomato and a large orange juice. Mark glanced at his menu, looked at the waiter, and said appropriately, I'll have the same. Good choice, I said, as the waiter disappeared. I'm actually on a vegan diet. I've been on this healthy diet for many years. 
I'm on the anything that tastes good diet, he countered, but what you ordered should work for me. Why would he order something vegan if he eats anything, I wondered. Was he wanting to please me? We took out our photos. I brought seven, he had five, and carefully studied them. As kids and teenagers, we only vaguely resembled each other. It wasn't until our our adult years that we started to look more alike. We spent most of the next hour eating and talking about life, his life and his history. I was annoyed at his lack of interest in me. Tell me about your work life, I said. What have you done for a living? Insurance, he replied. I worked as a broker for a company in L.A. and did that for many years. Boring, I thought. I retired five years ago and moved up here to Tiburon. Good for him. Did you enjoy doing that, I asked. Not really. It paid the bills and the work was easy. And boring, my next thought. Our food came and we started eating. He lifted the top bun off his planet burger and carefully inspected it like it was some strange food from another planet. Do you have a family, I asked. Are you married? No, I'm gay and very much the loner. I really need my own space. Where did you grow up, I asked. San Diego originally, and then my family moved to Huntington Park in L.A., Any siblings? Just an older sister. We don't talk much. And what do you like to do for fun? Golf. I also like basketball games, and once in a while I go fishing with my friend Ted. We rent a motorboat and go out on the bay. Oh, God, he likes three things that I really hate. The waiter came by and asked if everything was okay. Great, Mark said, and remained slumped in his seat without looking up. I wanted to tell the waiter that I was about to nod off. Are you into traveling? Have you gone abroad very much? No, I have a fear of flying. I've never left the country. I just stick with my car when I want to go somewhere. His monotone underscored this lack of interest. He opened the bun of his planet burger, pulled out a slice of tomato, and moved it to the side of his plate. How could he not like tomato? Mark didn't seem at all curious about me or my background. I would ask him questions, and he would give me the briefest of answers. I wondered why he agreed to have lunch with me. He ate very slowly as we talked and carefully studied his planet burger between bites, as if danger lurked on his plate. I found this distracting and started to feel impatient. When I finished eating, I saw that half the planet burger was still on his plate. Don't you like it? I asked, pointing to the plate. It's fine, he replied. I'm just a very slow eater. So let's hear about you, he said. Hooray, he's finally going to ask me something. What do you want to know? Whatever you'd like to tell me, he answered. Well, I had a New York Jewish upbringing and a very diverse, creative, and artistic work life. 
I was a jewelry designer, advertising copywriter, and web developer. I've been living in Mill Valley for 17 years with my partner, Nina. I reached into my pocket, grabbed my wallet, and pulled out her photo. This is my favorite picture of her. You can see from her smile that she has a warm, engaging personality, very appropriate for her line of work. She's a psychologist. She's in her 70s. We love to travel and explore other countries and cultures. When I finished sharing, he looked at me blankly and didn't respond. As Mark and I talked, it became apparent that we were very different people. His facial features, bald head, brown eyes, nose, and silver goatee were perfect carbon copies of mine, but our personalities were polar opposites. I was outgoing. I loved to connect with people, had many friends, and a strong emotional side. He seemed shy, retiring, reticent, self-focused, and devoid of much feeling. I couldn't detect any sense of humor. Feelings and humor were important to me. From what he had said, his life seemed small, limited, and uninspired. My life was creative and expansive. At the end of the hour, I no longer felt as if I was looking at a mirror. I glanced at my watch and told him that I needed to go. It was nice to finally meet you, I said. This is my treat, and I picked up the check. He shook my hand weakly. I walked over to the cashier, paid the bill, and left the coffee shop. I felt a deep sense of disappointment as I walked back to my car. I thought we would have a lot in common and was hoping that we might be friends. It felt like I had had a reunion with my long-lost identical twin, who I finally got to know. Outwardly, our appearance was the same, but on the inside, we couldn't be more different. There was an important lesson here about projecting things onto other people based on their appearance. Nina and I continued to attend plays and concerts in Mill Valley, but I never ran into Mark again. Six months later, I was in the produce department of Whole Foods, carefully selecting an artichoke for dinner, when I was approached by a middle-aged woman with a shock of white hair and a dark purple vest. Phil, she said, it's so good to see you. She leaned forward to hug me, but I backed away. I'm not Phil, I said, and hurried off. Apparently, walking around somewhere is another guy who looks like me named Phil.